Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. set to open up with. It's funny how shows sort of go once in a while. Uh, we mentioned that the Go-Go's have uh, announced today they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then that led us to a conversation about favorite uh, female lead singers or all-girl bands, that sort of thing. We uh, Somebody texted to say that Susie Quattro uh, played uh, Pinky Tuscadero. Uh, we have subsequently had 37 texts in the last five minutes. I did not realize that many of you were happy to fans here on Oilers Now. Bob, Susie Quattro wasn't Pinky Tuscadero. She was the younger sister, Leather Tuscadero, signed Horshack's aunt. So, double reference there because... <laughs> hey, wait a second. There's only allowed to be one Epstein's mother. One reference to uh, up your nose with a rubber hose and Gabe Kaplan and John Travolta and the Sweat Hogs Inarguably, what was the name of that show again? Uh, one of the greatest shows. Cam, what was the name of that show? Welcome back, Connor. There you go. One of the truly underrated shows uh, ever uh, produced uh, back in the day. This is Oilers now. We got a game day. It's the Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens. Not exactly the potentially most. In, uh, yeah, we may not see the most intense encounter today. We'll have to wait and see. Canadians might be pulling some guys off uh, out of lineup. A guy that has uh, his wife works in television. Uh, he knows some uh, movie and television uh, personalities. In fact, he was involved in an ownership group with one with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We are joined by Ryan Lott from the NHL Network. Brought to you each Wednesday by Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology Body Scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Hello, Brian Lawton. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. I'm actually out here visiting Orrin Coolis, who's got a new movie opening this week called Spiral. Orrin, of course, is the original owner of the Saw, Saw franchise. There we go. Uh, so it's called Spiral? Who's uh, who's? Is there Now, was he not doing a movie with... Uh, Oh, I'm just. I know he had a, a big time movie that was coming down the pipe. Uh, that were maybe. This is uh, it? Who's in this one? Who's in Spiral? 
Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock. Okay, well, that would be amongst others. That would be too- amongst others. <laughs> Don't be afraid to pass the photo. <laughs> Uh, I I can tell you he could be a really good scout as well because, uh, you know what, for some reason he seemed to have a lot of information on the Bakersfield Condors last season, Brian, as you know. (laughs) It might might have had to do with the fact that uh, his son Miles was playing for the Condors at this time, but if I ever wanted to know how well uh, Evan Bouchard was playing, I I, I could get an independent assessment on that. Uh, your favorite, look, the show's a little bit off the rails. So, yeah, he's got a new movie coming out with Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock, Spiral. Okay, that's a good movie. Uh, tell me this. Did you have, we were talking about female bands, and the Go-Go's obviously early 80s. You know, I think it was around 82, 83 that they were huge back in the day. Uh, you know, you were, uh, you probably would have only been six or seven. Just kidding, because you're a year older than me. Uh, but did you have a favorite female lead singer or uh, a band from... Uh, because we're all, you know, we'd like to think of ourselves as Renaissance people, Brian, that we're not just about sport, that we have other interests as well. Yeah, we'd like to think of that, but it's not true, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. There's lots of things that uh, people don't know about different people that they may listen to in sports. I love to bow hunt, for, in, for instance. People wouldn't know that about me, but I also love music, and Stevie Nicks, would have been my choice from way back when, to sure. be honest with you. But I always loved—I always loved Alanis Morissette as well. Really, I thought she was awesome. She, yeah, you know, she has it's a she, little dark. Yeah, a little dark at times, but I—but I loved it. I loved her voice. What I've always wanted to know with Alanis Morissette is the song Unsent, and I think it's a great song, and it's a song, frankly, we can all relate to because it sort of emphasizes, you know, relationships that have come and gone in your life. I've always wondered, who the hell were all the guys in that song? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I've gotten to know a few guys over the years, uh, Adam Durwich from Counting Crows and some of these different guys, and you know what? I always think sports is really meaningful in people's lives, but you forget how meaningful music is yeah, to people. I, Everybody remembers things by music. It's really incredible. Uh, Adam Durwitz was awesome with the Count'em Crows, still is, but uh, these guys are deep thinkers, way more deep thinking than you think. Did he? And uh, Lance Morissette was awesome. Did he not date Jennifer Aniston at one time? He did. He absolutely did. He won a Grammy for one of his songs. He, uh, he, if you want to go into the meaning of songs and you get a chance to sit down with this guy, it's incredible. Dropped out of Cal Berkeley. Uh, he's a very, very smart guy. This is, uh, I love having conversations like this. Brian Lawton joining us right now. And as for Alanis Morissette, uh, I know for a while she was dating Mike Peluso. Uh, the 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 one that played it in New Jersey and ended up in Ottawa at one stage during the career. And I know some people thought that maybe Matthew Good might have been one of the people she referenced in that song on Sense. So interesting stuff. I mean, just uh, the, the, the things you can learn along the way. All right, Brian. So here we are. And the Edmonton Oilers are going to play the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we know that. Connor McDavid. It's unbelievable, and I know you talked to Dave Tippett, your former teammate, once in a while. 33 points in his last 12 games. How many times on the NHL Network over the month, over the last month, have you guys, oh, here we go, another three or four point night for Connor McDavid. It's just spectacular what he's done down the stretch here, isn't it, Brian? 
It really was. And as many times as we talk about it, I still don't even think we talk about it enough. You know, I, I'm looking at other sports, and of course, you, know, you have guys like LeBron James, names, name comes to mind, Tom Brady. Those guys are winning championships. That should be the next step for Connor McDavid because there's really nobody else in other sports outside of those names that are as dominant as he is. I actually think his gap between the rest is as large as anybody's been in a very, very long time. Tom Brady, we wouldn't necessarily say there's a gap, but he's a winner. LeBron James, what he's been able to do, and just the number of championships he's played in is remarkable. But Connor McDavid deserves, I believe, to be talked about with athletes of that ilk. Now, he has to win championships, and that should start to happen at some point, certainly anywhere from this season to the next three seasons. Is he the most advanced hockey player we've ever seen, given the speed and the skill that he can play with? It's really hard to put in perspective. I mean, there's so many great players in the National Hockey League, and yet, and Gretz was this way, and, and so was Mario. Um, but he just seems to be able to do things more consistently that are so far advanced from other players. Other players can do things similar, but not as consistently as Connor can. And that's, to me, what separates him. Um, he's rounded out his game. He continues to get better almost by the game when you watch him. It's really been remarkable. I know it's been a treat for Dave Tippett to be able to coach this guy. I know it's been a treat for the Edmonton fans. I think the rest of the NHL is still a little bit behind recognizing it, though. I really do. And I work for NHL Network, and we're talking about them all the time. Um, but you really don't get your due until you get considered a champion, no matter how great you are individually. And until that happens, there'll probably be a little bit of lag for Connor. All right. Well, he's up by 21 points on Leon Dreisaitl. The Oilers are the only team with two players in the 80s. Uh, Connor, of course, at 102. Brad Marchand capped at 69 this year. I guess Marner at 67 and Matthews at 65 both have a chance to get to the 70-point plateau. So the Oilers are going to have the top two scores in the league. Tyson Berry is one point behind Adam Fox. He's got two games left. Um and unless McCarr gets four more points in his final two games, Tyson Berry might end up winning the defense scoring race. Remember how excited you were when Tyson Berry got signed by the Oilers and how you thought it was the perfect fit? I mean, it certainly worked out, yep. hasn't it? It, it? Honestly, it couldn't have worked out any better in terms of Tyson. He had a mission this year, and that was to help the Edmonton Oilers win and to do it doing the things that he does best, which are put up points and he's done that. Um, I was excited, to be honest with you, about Tyson because I, I knew he could put up points. I knew he would do well. It took a little bit more of a transition period than I thought. He may not have been where he needed to be coming off the strangest of years conditioning. Once he caught up, things have really gone well for him. But I've seen him play really well in the playoffs, and that'll be the final test for Tyson, and that's what – you know, he has a chance, obviously, to be an unrestricted free agent. You don't know what Edmonton will do. You know what their cap situation is, so you know it wouldn't be easy to probably retain him. 
Uh, and yet this next phase, I think, will really determine what happens with Tyson Berry and his value. I think he's a terrific player. I think he's capable of being rock solid defensively. Uh, if there was any criticism, we haven't seen that as often this year as maybe you'd like. He'll get his opportunity in the playoffs to prove that. All right. So he has switched agencies. Uh, Bain Pettinger uh, is is going into the agency business. He's We're being told he's heading up this negotiation. Do you some, I remember when Anson Carter left Vancouver and signed the big deal in Columbus. Now, it's my bullet, different position, but it's my belief that Tyson Berry, uh, the Seattle uh, franchise, the Kraken makes a lot of sense potentially for Tyson Berry. You're a former agent. Uh, you headed up to Octagon's agency at one point. Would you? How important would it be to fit an opportunity in the fact uh, Tyson... You're in Edmonton. They've had the best power play in the league for the last two years. They're going to have McDavid and Drysaddle. They've got, you know, some prospects coming on defense. Some pro- they're going to add some, uh, like, how would you position? I mean, maybe I'm looking at it from an Edmonton-centric position. How would you handle that account if you were Bain Pettinger? I was always looking for the right fit for guys where they could have sustained success. I was always trying to figure out conversations with them. You know, what are the most important things? It's not the same for everybody every time. For me, as a player, the most fun I had is when we went around and kicked everybody's rear end. It happened a couple of times for me in my career where we, you know, were a couple months the best team in the league, Minnesota one time. Um, On the Rangers, we had a good run. But to me, that was the most important thing. It's not always for the player. Some players, you mentioned Seattle, Tyson Berry across, of course, uh, grew up out west, Victoria, certainly a familiar region. That's important to guys. Money, top dollar that they can get is important. Term is super important as players move into that second half of their career like Tyson Berry. But ultimately, you want to try to ascertain you just want to get a long-term contract for as much money as you can, or do you want to go to a place, maybe a place like Boston, where they could use a guy? We've seen how well Taylor Hall has done there since he came over after, you know, really an abysmal year with the Buffalo Sabres, and now Taylor looks like himself again, finding great success. Um, so to me, that would be the biggest thing if I were Pettinger and trying to figure out where does Tyson go? But you got to involve the player more than anything, and uh, you really want to know what fits for them. And then you can handle the negotiations properly. You can push harder in certain places. This happens all the time, Bob, where you're, you may know that a player's probably not going to go somewhere, but you want that safety net in order to raise the market for a player. So you do it that way. You go out and lock down what you think is best um, money-wise even though you know you may not go there, and then you work through the process. There's a lot of tricks of the trade. Uh, it's not super complicated, but not knowing the personalities can be a challenge. And that would be the biggest challenge, I would say, uh, right there. But Tyson, ultimately, is a veteran guy. He knows the league well. I would think he could answer a lot of those questions very quickly. We're joined by Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Brian, of course, Octagon's agency, was also the general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. You mentioned Buffalo briefly. Uh, two years ago, the Oilers, uh, Bob Nicholson interviewed 12 to 14 people for the GM position. 
and you know I think he put the word out about experience and the importance of experience he brought in Ken Holland and then Ken Holland talked about from a coaching perspective he was looking for experience and uh, you know what Brian uh, it's worked through the two years I mean the team was going to be a playoff team last year they were second in the Pacific they're a playoff team this year they could have the leading the top two scores in the league two years in a row the best power play in the league they're going to have for two years in a row uh, they could have the top-scoring defenseman this year. Uh, it, there, there's a lot of things. I, I, I sense at times that that experience played factors in things like, yes, a Pugliarvi not being traded. And I'm going to contrast that. Buffalo has had three straight days of making uh, news out of that market. Jack Eichel, uh, Reinhardt, Ristolainen, all that are connected to Dreisaitl, or sorry, McDavid in Eichel's case, Drysaddle in Reinhardt's case, and Darnell Nurse in Ristolainen's case. And a lot of people think in Buffalo that they need to, to, to blow it completely up and or they might be forced to trade Jack Eichel. Does it, does it speak to Edmonton's decision to go to experience? Or is Buffalo a different scenario just because what's sort of, you know, they've, they've had a lot of inexperienced managers, Brian, first-time managers, and a lot of inexperienced coaches. What are your thoughts on that? Um. Uh. You know, they got pounded pretty hard for, you know, the work that they did at the trade deadline, obviously moving Taylor Hall for, you know, basically a fraction of his value. The mistake that I see ownership groups making is they're not recognizing that experience, talent on your staff is outside of the salary cap. And some teams are doing it and they're loading up, but most teams are missing the boat. It's absurd for the Buffalo Sabres to have Kevin Adams as their GM and to have the lack of support around him. It cannot be surprising to anybody in this business to see how much they've struggled. They just don't have any leadership off ice. And, you know, we saw, uh, you know, we saw some massive changes with the Rangers. Uh, we saw some massive changes in a positive way with the Florida Panthers. They went out, hired Billy Zito, first-time GM. Uh, I give Billy a lot of credit. He turns around, he hires Rick Dudley. He hires Paul Fenton, two other guys that have been GMs. Uh, he brings in an analytics guy that's exceptional. And Sonny Metha, he hires Brett Peterson, another an agent, but a guy with a lot of experience, Paul Kropelka. And they had a really nice season. Buffalo's been the opposite. Kevin Adams is on an island. He missed out on Taylor Hall. He never did what 99% of the guys that have been GMs before would have done, and that was to sit down with Taylor at the onset, assigning him and saying, look, if it doesn't go well, I can't trade you without five teams. That cost the Buffalo Sabres millions of dollars not having that conversation. They may have saved a lot of money in hiring a guy with a with a complete lack of experience for that role, but it cost them six, seven, eight, nine. The clock, the, the amount is still ticking 10 times more by doing it that way. And it's kind of a shame because that's a really good, that's a franchise with really good potential. Where it's at today is tough to watch. Brian, one final one for you. Uh, regardless of your role, do you need to be in the guts of the game? As a player, you need to be in the battle. As a coach, you got to be on top of it. You got to understand the technical nuances and also how to, you know, how to, you know, understand and be with uh, today's player, be a today's coach, not a coach that's in a power games. 
you know, belittling your players. If you're a broadcaster, you got to grind. As a GM, you got to have your, uh, you know, your 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 phone's got to be constantly available. You got to know what what other you know what other organizations. And as an agent, is it easier when you have more clients to be in the guts of the game? Instead of when you only have three or four clients and maybe you're more of a boutique type of agent, what do you think? I have experience with this. You know, I started originally Lot and Sport and Financial before I went to Octagon and started their hockey division for them. My thoughts at that time, when I was approached by Octagon, which was actually Advantage, but it's the same company, they just changed their name, was that I will sell my company, but you got to give me the money to build things the way I want because I didn't like the way that the treatment was turning with how few clients I had. It was very easy for people to stuff me and treat me harder than they should have. It became a lot more easy for me to negotiate for players when GMs recognized that I was coming back next week with another player. And any abusive treatment that you give me I will be sure to extract it three times more next week. That's just the way I am. I'm super competitive. You could say I sound like a jerk, but if people treat me fairly, I tend to treat them very fairly. If they don't, then I want it even. That's just who I am. And in the end, I literally sold my business based off of that one thought. I had a very nice business when it was law and sport and financial. I sold it. I grew Octagon with a regional footprint around the world. I had $10 million cash to deploy however I wanted, compliments of the company that purchased my company. And thankfully, they had the trust to believe in me that I knew what I was doing. I had a real plan outlined. They believed in it. And that's how Octagon was formed. That's why they're still the second largest hockey representation company in the world. And they'll continue on for another 20 years. So, um, so that, yes, I, I couldn't agree more with your point. All right. So I, what I'm basically saying is, uh, do larger, do, you know, do agents from larger agencies get treated differently than agents from smaller agencies? Or an agent, conversely, that's only got three or four clients, does he get treated differently than an agent who's got 27 to 35 NHL clients? Everybody that's a small agent will tell you, no, they don't. And everybody that works at a large firm will tell you they do. I just told you what my thoughts were when I was a small agent. (laughs) That's about all I could say. Otherwise, it may sound biased. It doesn't mean that you can be a small agent and not have success. Um, But everybody I know that's a small agent is pretty much trying to build up their business. And a lot of it subconsciously for that very reason. It just makes it easy for you to do business continually. It makes it easier, in my opinion, for you to do a great job for your clients. Some people want that personal touch. And when you're a player that maybe hasn't cracked through and you think you need a little more attention, absolutely go for it. Find somebody that could really be there every minute. That is some of the loss that you get with bigger firms. Um, but there's a lot of really good bigger firms, and there's a lot of GMs that do business because they've gotten to know the bigger firms, and there's a constant flow of players coming back and forth. Ken Holland, for instance, does a lot of business with Newport Sports. Yep, and I could see, uh, given the, uh, you know, there's a there's a family connection now with the sports corporation in Edmonton. 
Uh, one of the uh, one of the representatives now with that group is married to one of uh, Ken's daughters. I could I could see that uh, that will continue as well with Jerry Johansson. I think logic dictates that's probably going to happen. So, uh, hey, I'll leave you with this. Uh, let Oren Coolis know if he you know if he's not making hundreds of millions of dollars off of movies that he probably could have a job as a regional scout somewhere in hockey. <laughs> He definitely, he is like a lot of hockey parents. His son is a 94, and he just knows up or down three or four years of that age group really, really well. He's seen these kids. He was on the trail with his son. Uh, He is a very, very smart hockey person. Great stuff. Brian, thanks for your time. We'll talk next week. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. That's Brian Lawton. He was general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Orrin Coolis and Len Berry, Tyson Berry's father, owned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the Tampa Bay Lightning at that time. It is 12.55 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout, come back with the Oilers Now Injury Report. From your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30, Chad. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Making a Wizard of Oz-esque reference. Not Oz, the TV show that was on about 15 years ago. Uh, says, Brian Lawton pulling the uh, back the curtain. Like it. That one comes to us uh, from B. Yes, indeed. And you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We got a lot to get to. We're going to tell you that guests and orders now receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Eltoff will take care of you at Roos Chris open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Of course, we've got the City Ford Face-Off show coming up today at uh, 1.35. Uh, at this time, to the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal the Oilers score this year, James H. Brown will donate $100 to 6.30 Chets. Santa's anonymous. When accident happens, uh, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Very quickly, here's Brendan Escott. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, so Cassian is out, as is Haas, Nygaard, Russell, uh, Cuckoo, Clefbaum. That's just been the same story for a bit here. Shea Weber, questionable with an upper body injury. Gallagher, skating now, not likely to return from that broken thumb before the playoffs, though. Philippe Deneau, Carey Price, both with concussions. Colorado is holding Nathan McKinnon out tonight with an upper body issue, and Sean Monahan done for the year. He's actually scheduled for hip surgery next week, will be ready for training camp. There you go. We'll take a quick uh, timeout off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and come back with David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.